Hey, this is Randy, and thanks for checking in with us today. And of course, I always deeply appreciate your support and listening to the show. You know, so many of our listeners are small business owners and entrepreneurs, and maybe you fit into one of those buckets, or maybe you're a seller or a sales leader, and you're looking to transform the way you sell, like to book more meetings and close more deals. Hey, I'd like you to check out one of my favorite sales podcasts I've stumbled across in the last couple of months. It's called Sales Transformation with Colin Mitchell. You can find it on all of your favorite podcast apps. And of course, you can go directly to salestransformation.fm. I really think you're going to enjoy it. It's motivating, challenging, insightful. It can absolutely help you move forward in your sales goals. Go check it out. I'm Randy Rohde, and I'm fascinated with entrepreneurs and small business owners. Plus, I love baseball. Every show, I sit down with a small business owner, and we discuss their running the basis of entrepreneurship. We throw the ball around on strategy, management, execution, and innovation. Plus, a little fun baseball talk. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Settle in, grab your Cracker Jacks, and you know what they say. Play ball! Okay, it is a great day for a ball game, and today's guest is a lover of all things local. And if there was a National Small Business Award for promoting one's local community, I think our guest would certainly be at the top of the podium. As the executive director for the Chamber of Commerce locally here, our guest promoted, celebrated, marketed, worked probably 80 hours plus a week, championed over 600 local businesses. In addition to her day job, she is an entrepreneur herself, co-owner of a cooking school business offering cooking classes for children. She's an author of five children's books celebrating local traditions. She is also an award-winning local documentary filmmaker. For five years, she co-hosted a local podcast, and she is known for her fun take on almost everything with her YouTube channel videos she makes with friends and family. And when she isn't giving 80 hours a week to the community, she's doing her most favorite job, which is probably hanging with her two adorable grandkids, the twins, Mary and John. Welcome to the show, Molly Gebler. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I've been trying to get you behind the mic for out of months. And I know, I know. I'm here. I'm here, though. But where are the cracker jokes? <laughs> I know. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, uh, that's a good that's idea, what you actually. Me. I know. Oh, I did. <laughs> Probably luring you with food. So, listen, our research team dug deep into something. And I, this, I can see it, but it completely like, are you serious? This is crazy. They found out that you actually attended clown school. <laughs> Did you know that was coming? You were like, think, okay, here's something. Well, coming. they really dug deep. They yeah. really dug deep. I think it was um, Bedford's um, like park and rec, like you know, little classes. Okay. Um, and I did. I, I took clown school and learned how to, you know, bend all the balloons. And I and I ventured out and did a couple parties 
Um, but I was too, I was more worried about what the parent was thinking while I was doing the party than uh, taking care of the kids. Okay. Um, so I stopped doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, my grandma made me um, a costume, oh, which how I think. fun. It may still be out there somewhere. I know my mom had it in the closet for a long time. <laughs> yes, yes. So you were never caught like crammed with a uh, hundred of your best friends in some small little car. You didn't like no, show up. No, no, like, I was hey, solo. Hey, Molly's I, here. I didn't have any clown friends. <laughs> I was solo. Um, solo. Yeah, clown. I think my biggest gig was uh, my dad was a dentist, and um, the. Um, Whatever uh, group he was a part of hired me at the the Cleveland Museum of something. The dentists had some big okay. shindig, and I right. got to go, and that they was got a big to deal. Bend balloons and <laughs> yeah. yeah, made my fifty bucks. Oh, and very fun. Out. Well, there we go. Well, <laughs> clown funny. school. I read this in the notes. I'm like, that is hilarious. <laughs> I could definitely say, were you Molly the clown? Who, who were you? Wow, I think it was Bubbles. Bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a it. picture. I'll I'll get a picture and I'll send I love it to bubbles. you. That's yeah. good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll add it with the show notes. People can go see uh, bubbles. Yes. Uh, so you didn't grow up here in Chagrin, is oh, what I understand. I am not a lifer. You're not a lifer, and yes. maybe oh, now the secret is out, right? That's no, that's no the big, secret at no, all. Nobody. Um, so. But here's the thing. I'm not sure exactly how you found your way to Chagrin, but I think if anybody engages in a conversation with you, they would never think that you are not just tried and true blue Chagrin at night. Orange, (laughs) yes. Um, Because you embrace the community like it is, you know, centuries of your heritage, right? So, uh, two questions, I guess. One, how did you find your way to Chagrin? And then, how did you come to embrace it uh, so passionately the way you do? Um, I grew up in Wycliffe, um, and uh, my my dad was the um, athletic director uh, at Menor High School. And um, my, we moved in 1970 to Wycliffe when I was born. And then um, the day I graduated eighth grade, my father had passed away when I was four. And then my mm. mom fell in love um, years later. And my graduation of eighth grade, we packed the car up because my stepdad was from Chagrin. Okay. And we moved into his house with... There were six of his kids and four of us, so oh we're gosh. a blended family of ten. <laughs> it's a full house. Uh, yeah, we never all lived together. There, there's an age yeah. difference, but we moved to Chagrin, um, and the, I always say we moved to Chagrin so I could meet my husband, which uh, I did. Okay, um, who is a lifer? Um, that that word just it's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. So then, um, so I moved here when I was 15, mm. um, and then I uh, got married. Later on, obviously, people and um, <laughs> moved back to Wycliffe, bought our house in Wycliffe, okay. which is funny, and then lived. But there your for husband a while. is from Chagrin. Yes, yes. So you went from back, get married, and then go back, back to, to Wycliffe. Wycliffe, and then I did the same thing to my kids and plucked them out. Um, my daughter had just graduated eighth grade, plucked them out, and you said, "Hey, we're going back we to moved Chagrin." Back to Chagrin for obviously for obvious reasons, but right. mainly for the school system, right? 
And that's so. Um, I don't know. I mean, I was in the Chagrin Valley Women's League early, early. Mm. Um, maybe in my early twenties, I was in that group, and um, I don't know. My mom was very wise and um, and, and talked a lot about chagrin and values, and I don't know where it it came from. Uh, I, I will tell you when I was offered the job at the chamber. Um, I had absolutely no idea what a chamber did. Mm. Literally before I went into that interview, I was yeah. researching that. <laughs> um, and I, I would say that that probably just um, skyrocketed that yeah. that passion. Huh. You know, I just discovered all these great things about right. chagrin and, and local and got to meet the, the owners and the you know, the, the blood, sweat, and tears that they put into their right. businesses and just really wanted to fight for them. So, yeah. yeah. Well, um, we're going to talk about that your experience. That was a long at, answer for just that one good. little question. Um, Sorry. You know, your experience at the chamber, and we're, we're going to explore that uh, a little bit later as well. I, I, but I can see how that absolutely injected this, you know, embrace that you have and how it, how you as well have just become kind of part of the fabric of the community. Has there ever been a time when you felt that you were the outsider? So you use the term lifer or something like that, <laughs> which I think is kind of a comment. I'm not a lifer as well. We moved here in 2007. Um, uh, my daughter was born here. My son was like 15 months, I think something like that. Um, when we moved here, you, you know, we are not the lifers. Now we feel very, embraced and part of the community, but certainly, you know, we know we're not lifers. Uh, have you ever felt like, yeah, yeah, I'm still an outsider? Never felt like an outsider, um, but have been pointed out yes. that I am an outsider. Yeah. Um, I've never felt like an outsider. I, I, this is my home. This is, right. you know, um, but when I wrote some of the, one of the books, there was a comment online by somebody um, who obviously, you know, wanted, didn't even right. put their name. Those are my favorite. Didn't even put their name on it. So, <laughs> such a strong, independent person that is. Um, and said something like, you know, who is she to write books about chagrin tradition? She's not even from chagrin or something like that. And that was the only time I was like, are you blank and kidding me. Right. Like, and I have a potty mouth, so I'm going to have to be very careful during this podcast. <laughs> That's all right. We're not PG, so oh, you can just hang you. it out there. Yeah, like, are you kidding me? Like, I've been here since I was 15 years right, old. Right. So, and that's why I joke about the word lifer. Yes. Because it's just. I know, it's a, yeah. it, it's a ridiculous term. It's all good. And, and chagrin is very transient. It really, it, truly it really is. is. Um, you know, there's a lot of business um, businesses that move their um, right. people here mm -hmm. um, that then move out. So right. it's very, right. very transient. My mom would always joke and she'd say, you know who's from Chagrin for a long time and who's not just by going to the grocery store. Because <laughs> some people, they dress up to the nines and they're not from <laughs> from here for a long time. The people that are from here for a long time, they go to Heinen's in their slippers and yes. their pajamas from the night before and get their shit and yes. they get yeah. out, right? right? right. Um, whereas, and, and I'm not, make, God right. bless anybody who, who spends time to, you know, but you get my point. It, that is so funny. So my wife and I went to uh, one of the cap 
restaurants. Uh, I think that was Saturday night. Um, and I got the picture. Y- yes, I sent you a picture. Hey, I'm hanging out at I your spot. I still have to use it today. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, we were walking back because we just live, you know, we're very fortunate. We can just walk into the village. We love it. Um, and uh, we were walking back home and we were like, wow, there are so many like cool looking people. <laughs> I can't even go to Heinen's. And I'm like, I, they're not chagrin people. Right. <laughs> because these people are like, as you're explaining, dressed to the nines, like, yeah. wow, yeah. that is a fabulous. I mean, guy, I, I like nice girls. I'm like, that guy is really, dressed, really dressed nice. Up. Wow. Um, <laughs> and my wife's like, well, they're not, you can really see who's not from chagrin. Yeah. Uh, because I was just wearing like cargo shorts <laughs> and t shirt. Yep. <laughs> because I think I had just come from outside and, and my wife's like, hey, let's go let's get it. Let's go get something to eat and a drink or something like yeah it sounds fun we just walked yeah. out um but yeah chagrin falls now is like and especially on a weekend i was like wow Vampire. it is Vampire. a place yeah 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 i i joke like anytime i have to go in to heinen's i i, I cringe everybody yeah. is just they're such pretty people <laughs> i just i'm like i don't i'm not kidding you i go. was I was like nothing that you know. Hey, local people that live in Chagrin, you're right, beautiful you're beauti- as well. Yes, 100%. But man, uh, uh, other folks that come yes. and visit are like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> wow. and I you're and really I shy. when I was saying transient, they live here. Sure, but sure. then they they move out. It, yeah, it's just yes, this yes, you know yeah, phase. So. Yeah. Uh, So very interesting. So moving in today right now, coming and looking at life today. So you're in this incredible role with the Chef Art Poor Restaurant Group. And uh, talk about entrepreneurs. These guys are incredible, I think. I'll let you tell the story about that group, um, a little back bit of background you've been with them for a, a long time in one fashion or, or I should say you started uh, at one point several years ago with them left came back um so why don't you explain a little bit of what that group is sure some of the things they're involved with um yeah. sure so um we are um originally we were uh Burntwood Taverns Leo's um Emma Italian, Sushi Junkie, M. Bevy, Aaron and Moses. Gosh, what am I missing? The Inn now. Um, I said I'm Italian, right? Uh, which is, ex- it's just so exciting. Everything about this group is always exciting because right. it's just always growing. So um, way, way back, um, Brett Adams, who is the owner, um, local, local dad. He was actually the recess dad. When I was working at Gurney, um, <laughs> the elementary school the folks. Ele- yeah, so sorry. I don't, I'm trying not to be. So this sh- this show with Molly is very local. So our local listeners, yes, know like, oh yeah, Gurney, da, 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 everything else. But Molly, we actually have a pretty broad audience. I mean, I, we're, we're quite big over in Germany. I would never have guessed. <laughs> Hi, that, but, Germany. Yes. Yeah, so thank you, our listeners there. So yes. Yeah. Give so you a at the history. local elementary school, I was an aide. Um, and, uh, you know, Brett was a recess dad who yeah. would come because his kids were at the school. Um, and then he had just opened up hit the first Burntwood Tavern um, on East Washington Street here in Chagrin Falls. Yes. Um, and I was there one day and just said, oh, 
I would really rock your host stand, I said to Brett. <laughs> um, really? Just like that? <laughs> I totally said it like that. Um, my dad is a dentist, and he was just um, – that's my second dad, FYI, because I know everyone's going right. to be like, well, she already said her dad right. was the – yeah, my second dad. Um, and he was just reti- starting to transition and, and cut back his hours and – um, so I was like, I would really rock that. And so a couple of days later, he called and said, were you serious about that? And I was like, okay, I knew nothing about restaurant. Right. Absolutely nothing. And so I started working there as a hostess and then I served and then I managed, um, and then left there to go to the Chagrin Valley Chamber of Commerce. Right. Right. What a, and then I'm back. So yeah, yeah. So, so um, there you're back. So so there's so, so you've got the the chef Art Poor restaurant group, um, which is and Molly just rattled off just a, a yeah, number of, of different kind of concept restaurants. Um, but uh, I don't know exactly when, but more recently in the last year or two, the group also acquired this string of properties on West street, which includes uh, this historic inn of Chagrin falls, um, which now you are intimately associated with very (laughs) intimately. I think I have paint from yesterday on my fingers. Yes. You know what? Um, That was always the intent um, was to leave. Not always when I left the chamber, it was for the inn. Mm. Um, We didn't purchase it until a little later on, I left in May, and then we purchased it in September. So okay. I always knew that that was where I was headed. Um, it, I mean, it, it was always my dream to to own an inn. And wow, yeah, yeah. So you're fulfilling like a lifelong dream here, I even am. being the I innkeeper, am. and a little bit of my mom's dream too. I think. Oh, very yeah. fun. Yeah. Wow. She'd be excited. So, um, so we we. Talking about the inn, so tell us about the inn oh uh, itself, and and I'll, I'll uh, well, I'll just let you lead it. I, we, you've done so much, and you just had this big monstrous event that I want to kind of explore as well. So, but okay. take it away, Molly. All right, so the Inn of Chagrin um, was a property in 1920 that I'm really going back that Mr. That's Crane. Um, purchased, um, and the Chagrin Falls Historical Society can, you know, add any of their comments when this right. gets posted. If I'm incorrect, <laughs> um, Mr. Crane um, bought it as his summer house. He um, had a chocolate uh, company, Crane's uh, Chocolate, in Cleveland, and uh, Chagrin was the country. So he bought this property to have a cottage in the country. Beautiful. Right? I, I have a question because. Yeah. And see if my recollection of history is correct. Was also uh, Mr. Crane, wasn't he also credited with the yes. Lifesavers? Yeah, that, candies? that's coming. That, yeah. Oh, that's coming. That's coming. Ah, yeah, no. No. Randy, be quiet. All right. <laughs> no, no. So um, he purchased it and then he created Crane's Canary Cottage, which was a restaurant and it was one of the finest. On the property. On the property. Okay. Yeah. So uh, originally, I believe you would walk into M. Bevy's door, which is is part of our restaurant group. Uh, it's it's a piece on the property, and that would that was would have been the front door. Okay. Um, some of the fireplaces in the inn are original fireplaces from mm. that restaurant. But I always um, describe the restaurant, um, the um, how famous it was. Like a, 
if Anthony Bourdain met uh, Farmer's Almanac, like, so it was a Duncan Hines restaurant and Duncan Hines was not the person on the box of the, you know, the cupcakes that you make. They purchased his name. Uh He was an actual person who would go to restaurants and then everyone would wait for his publication to come out right. on what the best. On his review. Correct. Right. And uh-huh. if you were a Duncan Hines, kind of like a Michelin, sure. if you were a Duncan Hines restaurant, that was a big deal. Well, Crane's Canary Cottage was one of his favorite restaurants. Um, so 20s, 30s, 40s was when this ran. Mr. Crane lived upstairs, and if there was anybody famous he would, which there were plenty presidents and the Lindberghs and Lindenbergs, um, they would stay upstairs with him in this quarter. So it was mm. never an inn at that point, it was a restaurant. And then, um, the uh, Mr. Crane died, Mrs. Crane purchased or ran it until the 40s, until the war, and then it closed. Right. Mr. Crane was at a baseball game, I believe, which is funny because that's your thing. There we go. Great. Um, and he was eating his chocolates and they were melting in his hands. And he's like, there's got to be something better than this for me to be able to enjoy at the baseball game. Maybe Cracker Jacks weren't invented. I don't know. (laughs) Um, And uh, so he went back. He was a boater. And he went back and um, he made the lifesaver to look like his literally his lifesaver on his boat. It was the Pepo Mint was the first Uh one he invented. It was what he invented. Uh, He sold the patent for (laughs) $2,900. But he, you know, if you think about it, I think it was a Mars that bought it. I I, I have no idea. So, you know, I mean, it. When he sold it, it wasn't doing what it was doing now. So, um, so yeah. So when you stay at the inn. Um, which is a 15-room inn, you actually get a lifesaver on your pillow with a little story saying, you know, why a lifesaver. Um, but, yeah, so back to the inn. So we purchased it. Uh, it had become an inn in the late 80s. Uh, we purchased it last year, and it was um, just outdated. It needed mm-hmm. love and attention. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like the late 80s. You know, the curtains matched the bedspread, matched the pillows, right, and they right. were all burgundy and hunter green, right? Yeah. That was the style back then. I, I remember that style because when we were looking to move uh, to Chagrin, we actually stayed at the inn for a few nights Love this. Uh, in some green mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. room. Yeah. And it was lovely. I mean, it, it was, you know, it, it just needed... It needed some attention and right, love, and right. and we knew that that would be the plan right off the bat. Is what we would, you know, we would purchase it in September. We would run for the rest of the year, which is usually the busy time, January, February, March. Then it slows, and then that was what we would do uh, for renovation. And um, if anyone knows me, I do not do anything in a small way. Right, so right. Um, I. Uh, my daughter is an assistant, uh, is Christian Siriano from Project Runway. He's a fashion designer, um, and she's his assistant. And just one night, I was like, "Hmm." He was ju- he just started getting into interior designing, and I was like, "What do you think?" And she, sa- I said, "What do you think if I asked Christian t- t- if he was interested in redesigning the rooms?" And she said, "Well, here's his email, Mom. That's about as that's about as much as I'm going to help you. That's as much as the grease of the wheel as she was giving." <laughs> okay, thank you, um, child that I birthed. Um, so 
I, you know, it's not hard to sell chagrin. So I sent Christian an email with links and pictures. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was like the first phase I needed to have him say yes before I even talked to Brett, right? I had to get right. him on board. Right. Um, and he emailed me immediately and said, this is fabulous. Wow. And wow. absolutely. Yeah. And so next was the number, mm. right? Um, so I got finally got that, and then I went to Brad and pitched it. It always comes down to the number, always right? to, which is never the right number. Let's be honest. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh! Um, and you know, the rest is history. He, mm. um, Brad said absolutely, and uh, really, Brad is is not only my boss; he's he's absolutely my mentor. Mm. He's a brilliant, brilliant businessman, and I'm not saying that because he writes my paychecks. Um, he truly, truly is. And one of there were many conversations um, before I left the chamber because I had a nice, cushy job, mm. right? You were. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I I had worked very, very hard to get right, where I was, right. um, and uh, you know, one of the things that I said to Brett was, you know, I want to work under you. There's a lot of people you know, that work for uh, in an administration for um, our group. And, you know, I want to learn. There's no reason to, to come. I wanted to learn from him. And so that was kind of one of the stipulations is I, I, I want you to mentor me. I want to learn from you. Um, so he, you know, let me spread my wings and guided me through this renovation because, you know, we've done – He's done this 20-some times in the restaurant world, flipped an old right, restaurant right. into a new restaurant. And um, so, yeah, so everybody agreed. It was great. And and the rest is, I just said it, but history. Like, it, it was, we started in March. We had our grand opening in May. We did, we have three rooms still left to renovate. We didn't get all 15 just due to supply right, issues. Right. Um, it was fast and and hard and fun and tears and and I have to say Christian Soriano, my gosh, like I just had no idea what to expect. Right. Um, and he just is probably one of the hardest working people I know, mm. um, not just in interiors, just in his brand alone. Um, just again, a very smart businessman. Um, but he just transformed um, the rooms. Just they're they're amazing. They're absolutely amazing. I love, you know, when we took over in September, you would come and I would literally, and no disrespect to anybody, but I would literally hold my breath, like, what are they going to say when they check out? Like, oh, what are they going to say? Like about the room right, or right, sure. Um, now it's just. You know, I embrace it. Like, uh, I, I can't – we have a lot of restaurants that are connected to – we have a restaurant and a cocktail on that, that are connected to the right, inn. So we have right. a lot of traffic. Yes. And I love showing up. You know, yes. people come in and I was like, oh, let me let me give you a tour of the inn and yeah. come come see. So it's amazing. It's yes. amazing. And you can go to um, innofchagrin.com and I posted some of the, the pictures um, of the new rooms. Right, right. So. Yes, and we will have I'm uh, sure you will. a link uh, in the show notes to um, to the inn and several of the properties with a cap. Yeah, and, and uh, in there. follow so, us on social media, which I'm yes, sure you'll do yes, as well, we'll because we're, we highlight a room. Every, uh, you know, we're trying every day to do the befores and afters, uh, so you're nice. really going to be able to see the yes. transformation. It's 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 beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah, beautiful. yeah. And, and then you had this massive party. We right? did. I, I don't recall. Now we have a lot of different 
celebrations and things in chagrin, but I don't recall ever having something like what you guys blew out uh, with kind of the celebration of the opening of the inn. You know, um, we wanted to celebrate West Street and all that the businesses. So, you know, a couple of years ago, a lot of those places were vacant. Yeah. Um, they, you know, a business had closed, whether it was COVID or before right, COVID. Right. But I would say um, three out of those four businesses on yeah. that side of the we're street all closed. were all closed. Yeah. Um, so when, when Brett purchased that side of the street, um, you know, just a lot of money, a lot of a huge investment. Um, and I think it looks amazing. And we just wanted to show it off. Right. And uh, so we kind of talked to all the uh, local businesses on West Street and said, hey, what do you think if we close the street and have a big party? And just and and we wanted people to go into the street. Places, right? You know, that's why it wasn't. There was music, but we didn't focus too much on the street. The street was closed for safety. Right. Um, you know, in the future, maybe we'll close the street and have a big sell. But it, we we wanted people in the doors to see what we did. Right. Um, and Christian was there, and I, he was great. He did book signings and uh, toured the place with some of the people. And uh, it, yeah, we had a band, and it was just a huge party and oh, i think it, it kicked so off everything right it was great i mean it was the place to be seen i mean i don't my wife and i went down we're like hey we gotta go you know go check this out and it was like hey 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 yeah, it was a, <laughs> no, i think was, everybody wanted to with yeah. so another celebration we have here in chagrin is blossom time which right? we've had for i think over 50 years but um Maybe even more than that, so don't quote me on that. But um, you know, I think we hadn't had that in a couple of years due to COVID. So it was just this was the beginning of just getting out and 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 chagrin is such a, a tight knit community right. um, that something like that. You know, we all just want to come out and say hello to everybody. So, yeah, right. and believe me, I have the pictures. We had a selfie machine um, up. I have all the pictures to prove. <laughs> Prove that everybody had fun. Tonight. Everybody had fun. It was oh a fabulous gosh. time. Yeah. Um, so running an inn. So this is, it may have mm-hmm. been, you know, a childhood dream, um, but you certainly didn't have at least what I could find or uh, in, in my notes or our team that you had experience running an inn. So, um, you know, it was new. What was the biggest challenge for you? Um, because knowing you, you embrace things, whether you are the actual owner, you are, you have this entrepreneur spirit, right? I mean, we rolled off all of these other things that you're involved in, in your life and around, um, uh, various kinds of activities, but you're an entrepreneur. And so as an entrepreneur mindset, where were some of those challenges for you? Um, everything, new to everything, (laughs) You know, I, again, I, I knew nothing about it, and that seems to be um, very common in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I take a job and I embrace it, and I and I learn it, and I do it, and um, I don't I don't regret, and I don't go backwards. Good. So, you know, I I made this change, and I I knew that I was going to have to you know embrace it. Um, I would say my biggest, you know, I didn't. There's just there's a lot of um, juggling. There's a lot of uh, how many people are staying this night, and um, what are what are you paying for, and how much 
per person is it? And uh, so there, I am not a numbers person, and that's where um, Brett has spent most of his um, time mentoring me with um, or on. And uh, so that I think is the is the challenge is the the P and Ls. But I, you know, we had a P and L in at the chamber, and I sure, I ran sure. through it and did it. But um, you know, this is each person that walks through the door. Ha- you know, it, it costs for them to stay there, even though they're paying. You know, right, so you have right. to make sure that that cost is low enough where you're actually making a profit. You know, I mean, this is all. Business sure. stuff that yeah. everyone's like, yeah, duh. Um, but <laughs> as a chamber, you know that that wasn't in my wheelhouse. And as a, a dental assistant and running my dad's, you know, doing dental assisting for my dad for twenty years, that mon- that kind of stuff wasn't right. a part of my thing, you know. And, and then the gurney, you know, cleaning up. Right, right. You know, I remember walking in into the inn. You were there, uh, and I think you were in the midst of you know, remodel, uh, hell. And, um, and I remember the conversation with you and you were like, I, I think this is my third night straight or something like that. I mean, you know, you were like remodeling, uh, facing staffing challenges. Uh, and it was just like, yeah, only somebody who, is so completely to the bone committed as an entrepreneurs are to their businesses, you know, would actually probably do what you do. Right. Because that's what an owner would do. Like, well, you do what you got to do and hang in there with that. Where did that come from? I mean, is that, was that something that was nurtured in you through parents? My mother, my mother and my dad, my, my second dad, um, my second dad was a dentist, hardworking, um, up until I think he retired at like 83 or something. Um, my mom was a single mom. My dad died in 74, like I mentioned, and there were four of us. We were two, four, six, and eight. So from, I was, I was three, just going to turn four until they, she got married in, um, when I was 15 she was the person. Mm. So garbage, lawn, cleaning the house, getting the car done, all those things that um, maybe in that time wasn't typical for the, the wife to do. Um, my, so I grew up with an extremely strong mother mm. and dedicated families, everything to us. Um, and, you know, work was the house and she did it. A hundred percent. So I would say that I got it from her and then mm. and my second dad mm-hmm. as well, because I worked for him. He was my first mentor. He actually would always joke with Brett that Brett stole me from him because he was just retiring. And then I went to work uh, as the hostess and I'll always say, <laughs> you know, I, I made her who she was and you're getting the benefit of her. Um, every time we would go in for dinner, I would cringe because I knew that conversation was <laughs> going to be had with Brett, but um, he took it like a champ but i would i would say that i trust me there were days that i i wanted to leave especially during that time because there i think covid was a lot with our sure. staff yeah. um but at the end of the day i just had this conversation with somebody with an inn someone's going to be there for 24 hours right, right? so <laughs> if half your staff more than half your staff has covid um i don't have a 
I don't have a choice. Right. Business owners don't have a choice. You got to get it done. Right. So what's the point of whining about it? Just fucking get it done. Right. <laughs> yes, yes. Just, you got to do it. So, um, and that's, you know, I mean, there's no award for that. It, it's just common sense. Uh, someone needed to be there from 11 to 7 a.m. And even though I had worked the first shift and the second shift, it, there were there there were just no options. You so were, you were just still going. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I always say I'll sleep in my coffin. There, there. <laughs> and my dad, I know sure. I mentioned this, died early. My mom died at seventy three. So I have a lot of their life that I need to live. Right. Right. So I'll pack it all into my life. Well, so. you're a great example, and uh, you know, it's, it's such a. A great person to learn from, I think, in many, in many instances. So, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about that as well and what you, I think, have given and what you have taught to other small business owners. We're going to explore your time at the chamber here in in a minute or so, but it's that time, Molly. And it's time for the seventh inning stretch. Do you like baseball? I do. I do. I know Lots of fond memories. Yes. So you're so local, right? And so I would imagine that you probably as well enjoy the uh, local sports teams and such mm-hmm. and have fun. The so. Twins just started T-ball this past weekend. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, I yes. think I actually saw that. Maybe oh, the video. Mary social kind of, or something. Mary yeah. kind of made her own first, second, and third. <laughs> so fun. I know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes, yes. And yeah, all, you know, it's such a fun experience for the kids. Uh, my daughter started doing that same thing, probably about the same age. And now she's playing. She's looking forward to playing softball yeah. in high school. So yeah. Yeah. we used to take the rapid down with my grandpa. Oh, to Park the games. Green yes. And, yeah. yeah. Very fun. My daughter just did that last weekend. Oh, how fun. So it's still, yes. go- still, so it's still there. It. Yeah. All right. So we are going to talk about baseball. So I get to throw uh, a baseball question at our guest. Um mm. So you've had some great success and I'm so impressed with everything that you do, but you've written five children's books. Um, there is no shortage for children's books about baseball, uh, nor is there a shortage of MLB players writing children books, uh, Cal Ripken Jr., Derek Jeter, Alex Rodriguez, all, all different kinds of things. Here's your question. Oh, boy. Yes. Uh, We're going to go back. Can you guess the year that the very first children's book that mentioned baseball? Wow. I'm going to go with, and I have no rhyme or reason. Do you want me to give you a list of years, even? Okay. Okay. Well, let me give you mine first, just so I can feel Okay, Good. Sure. I'm going to say 23, 1923. 1923. Um, okay. So here, uh, now I'll give you the, a list his, of Just choices. so everyone knows, his eyebrows <laughs> raised high. So I'm way, <laughs> way off or I'm right on. Uh, 1892, 1848, or 1744. I'm sorry. I boofed that number. 1744. Okay. So... Way off. I went. I went down. Right, <laughs> older in in the years. Yeah, 1842, 1848, 1744. Well, I'll go with eighteen forty eight. Uh, this is 
pretty amazing as well. The Little Pretty 17. Pocketbook, 1744. Wow. Yes. Isn't that great? I have to go and check this book out. I, whether it's out there, who knows? The Little Pretty Pocketbook intended for the amusement of Little Master Tommy and Pretty Miss Polly. I love this. With two letters from Jack the Giant Killer is the huh. title of that book. Wow. That is a wow. long book. That, that, How that even fit that on the cover. That editor did not guide them <laughs> you, properly. No, I love those names. Little Master Tommy and Pretty Miss Polly. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, wow. 1744. Hmm. So... Interesting. Yeah. So wow. that's the, uh, the, the that's it. I don't. don't I I, I've got a description of the book, but you know, you can, people can go check it out. I'm yes. going to check it out. The little pretty pocket book. Huh. 1744. So wow, that's go. great. That is great, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get back into it. Play ball. All right. So I mentioned uh, we were going to talk a bit about uh, your experience as the executive director of the chamber, um, and that is the Chagrin Valley Chamber of Commerce. And I, uh, a little background, I had uh, the great uh, opportunity to work uh, somewhat with Molly. I, um, I think I joined the chamber the year, your last year of the chamber, actually, I think was my first kind of coming on board as, with the board. Uh, as a board member right, right. of but the you chamber. Had been a I had been a yes. member of the yeah, chamber a great for a while. Member. Yes. Uh, thank you. A great member. That's mm-hmm. great. Um, and so I'm still on the board and you're, <laughs> you're I'm, like, I'm on. I remember that call. You were like, I think you either called me or, or emailed me and said, Randy, I have something I want to ask you. <laughs> yeah, And I'm like, ah, wow. Um, I know how to pick up. Yeah. And uh, so then I became through, I don't know, whatever. I became on the executive team of the board, which was great. It's been, been, been a great well. experience. <laughs> and, but you spent eight years um, at the board uh, or uh, on the chamber. There's so many great things I could rattle off that you instigated, maybe, <laughs> or initiated <laughs> with the chamber. Some of the things that, we, obviously, that we still continue to do. We just did one of these great events, the duck race, uh, launching all of these rubber ducks, uh, thousands of them over the falls as an event. And uh, it was uh, it was a fundraiser and so many of the things as well. And you, I'll let you maybe even expand on this, but so many of the f- uh, of the events that we do to raise money really is not to raise money for the chamber organization, but it really is because of the, what we call the community chest because the chamber gives back so much as well to the community and nonprofit groups. I don't even know where to begin to ask you questions about the chamber. Um, I I can only just say as a chamber member, you know, I just always thought we have absolutely the best chamber and uh, executive director because it was uh, and is continues to be so vibrant and so engaging and such a benefit, I think, to the members of the chamber. Um, But you really went through some hard times as well. And maybe that's where I'll, I'll start. Because having to be the executive director of a chamber through a pandemic period where it just crunched and painfully small businesses and especially in Chagrin where restaurant groups are so prevalent 
where the other small boutique-ish kinds of shops so prevalent. Tell me about how did you, because some of the things you did I thought were brilliant and and the way that you encouraged and helped support uh, the businesses. How did you approach the pandemic, I guess? Um, and how did you begin to, I guess, create some of the things that you did? And I'll let you explain even some of the things that you've, that you did during that period and that we continue to do. Wow. I mean, we were all, we had no idea what was coming. Right. And I remember that day we were supposed to have our annual awards. We had just set oh, up yes, yes, I for remember. our annual awards at the, at the local movie theater and, um, we had a board meeting that meeting that morning and, and decided that we weren't going to have it. And and if you remember, we, we didn't mm-hmm. know what this was, right? We, it was yes. the, the flu or, you know. But I knew coming away from that meeting that it was our executive board meeting. And I remember coming away from there because uh, the superintendent at the time was also a member of our board, uh, our executive team. And he shared like, hey, it hasn't been announced yet, but this weekend it is going to be announced that Ohio is going to take steps on essentially uh, shutting down face-to-face instruction and we're going to make an announcement. I remember walking away from that meeting going, holy shit, yeah. this, this is, is real. Uh, real. And you know, I started internal. I'm like, what are we going to do? Right. Meaning my agency. Um, and I, I, being and knowing you, I, you just embrace and take everything on. And knowing you in that role, you are like, these are my businesses. This is my community. They were my babies. I yeah. mean, we had at that time, I don't even remember how many members we had, but 600. Yeah, I, I mean, plus, the, I don't, somewhere and, around. It. You know, some are better than others as far as involvement. So, but, you know, I, I, first one was that, you know, when this virtual world started coming, I knew that a lot of our members were small businesses that didn't have a virtual world, especially the the shops. Mm. They didn't have online shopping. So um, touching base with them and figuring out how we could, support them, how they can stay open. Um, we ended up doing, uh, we brought the shops to the, and a lot of them didn't know anything about doing it. Um, so we would go in spend one hour after hours and kind of like did a QVC show. Um, and we just sold their products on Facebook. Um, that was super, super fun and, and very, very successful. You know, we would walk out and do a thousand dollars a night with, I think we ended up, our total was like $23,000 right. in a two week span. Yeah. Um, doing those live shows. Doing those live I thought that yeah. was brilliant. And then actually. we delivered it. Yeah. You know, people didn't want to even leave their houses. Right. So we, we delivered it if it was local. Um, it's so funny because people talk about like, was it banana bread that was like the big thing during COVID where people, it was like a people made a banana bread and oh, it was really? like a big deal. It was I on didn't TikTok. Get any of that, so. I was like, well, what do you mean? I have no time to make a banana bread. I'm freaking saving businesses yeah. here. Um, but that was probably the busiest time for for a time where people right. re- got to take time yeah, off. Yeah. And no, there was yeah. no. We did a. Um, 
we the chamber was has been very lucky with um, being able to put money aside right. rainy day um, and I think I talked to the board and said there you know there hasn't been any this is a rainy day and I think it was Henry Grandel that came mm. up with the gift card mm. uh, extravaganza and we took it from there and you know we, we sold gift cards and then the chamber gave you a bonus right. card right. if you purchased it so that was hugely huge successful I think we sold huge. out and I can't remember like that was I remember being on the phone with Jessica like I can't stop it like it's, I can't. And I, I had to go back and ask for fifteen thousand more. Yes. I think because I literally couldn't stop. And it. folks, if you can even just imagine, it was um, it was kind of a timed. Hey, you know, Friday at eight a.m. or whatever the time was, um, we're going to launch this, and you can go online and buy these gift cards. And then I think the chamber was matching. Like if you bought you 50, fifty, you got, got twenty. I mean, it was a, it was yeah. a great discount, right? And I remember like, oh, great, I'm going to go in and go do. And I went online. I don't know. It was maybe two hours later. I don't even know. It was like it was done. It was like, like, I'm a board member. Darn it. <laughs> and we, it was yeah. crazy. So it was so 50, massively popular. Yeah. We then purchased another $20 from that business. So right, not only right. did that business sell a $50 gift card, they sold a $70 yeah. gift card. Um, so that was a great, um, I think, helpful um and I think I could, you, you would probably, what, what was the the grand number? I think when you think about what was purchased plus the in-kind, you know, kind of cards that the chamber donated against that. Do you remember? I don't even roughly? remember. I it mean, was big though. Oh, I, it was big. I, I wanted I thought it was like something like ninety thousand dollars or was somewhere something around like that. There. And you know, the best part about that is, is you know, I know with our restaurants, nobody goes and spends twenty dollars. No. So that twenty dollar yes. gift card that you got, and then we specifically made sure that we told the right. the shops and and anybody that don't we want a fifty dollar and we want a twenty because we want that right. twenty to become a fifty yeah. or a hundred right. or whatever. So, um, yeah. But then we did things like. Um, we didn't name that tune uh, virtually, which was super fun. And it, again, just an opportunity for our members to, to continue to stay together. Right. Uh, that annual awards ended up being at a drive-in instead right, of a right. theater. Another um, brilliant idea. Oh, that was I so thought, much fun. Yes. And we had fireworks. Yes. And so we we took that and everyone yeah. got to stay safe. But You know what's um, great about that as well? Because it, I... I could take like my kids wanted to go. And so we went with a carload like, Mm -hmm. Hey, we brought my kids, some of their friends. It was like driving to the drive-in and it was kind of fun. And, and, uh, I think that year was the, um, uh, that the guy with the gangster kind of ties. Yes. Yes. To kill an Irishman. And so it was the, the movie that you showed. I mean, it was like, that was a great night, but I thought how brilliant because you got to do outside, but how do we keep this energy still flowing? And yeah, that was a great idea. And that was, you know, through all these things, moving into my new role, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that I, I had the ability to to use that part of my creativity at the inn. So and and I did right off the bat we did right, the right. the uh, Christmas room at the inn. So it's, you know, I mean, I've got a lot more yeah, a lot yeah. more up there that I need to get out. Well, I just know um and I've told people this a number of times is that I uh and I our current executive director's doing a fabulous job. Mm-hmm. This is Jessica. She, you know, has just done terrific. And, but I would say at that time, if you look through our 
course of history of civilization, right? You can identify here's critical time of points in history, World War II and uh, the the recessions or whatever those instances were of like um, cataclysmic events, so to speak. You can always as well identify people as being like the right person at that time to guide through those events. However that happened, Providence, whatever. I always think, man, Molly was the right person that we needed as, as a director of our chamber and guiding the chamber at that time, because I don't know that anybody else, nobody that I know could have created and maintained, I think kind of the energy, the passion, the commitment that you did during that time. And you probably saved, you know, countless number of businesses through that energy. I loved every second of of that job, mm. every second of it. Yeah. It was very, very hard to leave. It was a yeah. big decision for me. Yeah. Um, I think my, one of the best things that it would definitely be the the we salute our first responders yes. week. You know that that uh, we started that with um, Bob and Joe Royer, and, um, and and all we did was our our chamber members would bring a meal the our chamber uh, services 13 communities. And uh, so we fed them for a week, fire and police. Um, you should have seen that spreadsheet. <laughs> it was a spreadsheet. <laughs> um, so I think that that one is, is one of my, my proudest moments mm-hmm. um, and the drive-in. I, yeah. That was one of the ones that I was yeah. like, this is a, a oh, good feather, a great, that good was feather a, in my cap. A great, great event. Um, in thinking about the chamber, what would you tell um, small business owners about making the most out of their chamber membership? First of all, join. Right. Right. I mean, I I find it amazing that people don't join their local chamber. Why wouldn't you want to, you know, have somebody on your side and work for you? Um, and utilize it. Then you know you get your membership. I think that was the hardest thing, you know, somebody would call and say they weren't rejoining because it didn't do anything for them. And, and we would look back at their history and they didn't go to any events. They didn't do anything. And, you know, I mean, just because you write a check doesn't mean that the responsibility is totally on whatever, whatever group it is that you join. Um, You've got to do your part, uh, which usually means a lot of fun. I mean, going to events and socializing and something I do tell or like used to tell or I still tell, um, send the right person. So if you're a business with multiple people, everyone has their, their talent, right? Some are good behind the computer. Right. That's their talent. Some are good marketing your business and, and bragging and talking about your business. Um, and some are not. Right. Send the right person that is selling your business. I think that is a, a key, especially in these. There's already, already that stigma on these gatherings, right? Like, oh, I got to go hear Joe again. Joe's going <laughs> to talk all about his business and he's going to give me my seventh card that he's, you know, I mean, so make sure you're not sending Joe. Um, make sure you're sending that right person to to promote and sell your business, whether it's, you know, some owners are not that right person. Uh, so find the right person. Right. And I, I think that's extremely important. Um, 
so that that person is and and let me tell you something else. Now that I'm not the director, I can say it. <laughs> here's the, here's another tip, folks. Yeah, see, this is the the unspoken. Exactly. That you, I'm gonna, the, the that book is coming that you've always wanted to give but yes. couldn't. Now you can let Eat it go before you go. All right. <laughs> Don't stand in front of the food table and have your dinner. Okay. Because nobody likes that. Nobody likes it. It, it just, there just were people that we. Oh, just I'm so knew. glad. I'm, I'm, you were I, not I, one of I, them. I have in the, I have at times been that person. Though. I, 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 I just, <laughs> it was, you know, the, 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 unless it's a dinner. Mm. If it's just a couple things out and, and, you know, you, 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 as the director and the assistant, you're like, oh my gosh, there's this many people and I need this many pieces of pizza right, and right, they're, they're right. going to have two. Meanwhile, you're watching Joe and Joe is on his fifth piece of pizza. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just like common sense. So yeah, those, those, those are my tips. Good advice. But you have to do the work. Yeah. You have to do, and it's not hard yeah, work, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah. And that's probably the best advice right there is you have to do the work yes. and don't expect that it's just going to flow out right. at you because you're a member now. And go visit the, like the, and, and, and it, this just happens naturally because we're human, but the people that came into our office and said hello or helped right, us carry right. a box, and those people were typically top on mind, right. if that makes sense. Not that we did that on purpose, but it's just common sense. Right. So go visit them and yeah. bring them a cookie. Yeah. Mike Butler. Mike Butler every week would bring us oh, treats. He's amazing. The best. <laughs> There's so much that you're involved with. Yeah, I mentioned the five children's books. Whether we talked about it in the show or before the show, you want to do, you've been involved in a podcast, you want to do another podcast, maybe start that up again. You've got this very cool, that's my jam going <laughs> on uh, on your uh, YouTube channel. I got to get channel. that back going. Yeah. Taking you've done a, break. a documentary film that you won an award with about the history of the pumpkin roll here in Chagrin. So much stuff. I'm going to ask you two questions. Well, it's a two-part question. Um, one about Molly and two about the inn. What is around the corner? Mm. What's around the corner for Molly? You do so much. You're so creative, right? W what do you see around the corner for a Molly? vacation. <laughs> That's the I, best. I keep, Brett keeps saying, you need to take a vacation. And I keep saying, I know, I just, yes. I can't. I don't know. I don't Um What's around the corner? I think I want to, uh, for me, I want to get to a place where um, there's a balance at the end with the staff um, so that I can, you know, start adding on those. Um, and, and if anyone knows me, saying what's around the corner for Molly and what's around the corner for Ann. Is, is, I know. I, I'm not yeah. even sure why I tried to make the yeah, distinction. No Come on, tell us about it. Tell, yes. um, yeah. and, and that's, you know, that's how it, it has always been, I, you know, and yeah. that's, that's the curse maybe mm. um, and the benefit of really, really embracing what you're doing. Right. You become right. that entity. Yes. Or, yeah. So, um, 
But I would say, you know, always with Molly, it's it's my babies, my twins, um, and being a part of their every second of every life. We do a cooking show with them yeah. online, which is super fun. And um, and as far as the inn, I would love to get it to um, a place where. I can start adding those amenities mm. um, and doing those extra things. I want to do a Sunday morning breakfast where I literally just have the griddle out in the yeah. library and I'm flipping, you know, jacks nice. and um, and having you know a happy hour, a champagne happy hour, and so being able to start adding those little right, moments right. Um, into. I like those. Yeah, that that would be what my focus would be next for the end um, is just kind of adding and packages mm-hmm. and, um, you know, have a dinner at M Italian and, you know, come back to the, to the end for, you know, a champagne and strawberries in your room or something like that. So right. that would be just starting to create that vision is, is next on, on the end list. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And making it ideas. known like Christian obviously has helped us, um, uh, get it out there more than just locally. Mm. You know, you know what? It, how how do we get it out there so that people in Germany, right. Germany, France, comes come, <laughs> come stay visit. at the inn. Yes, come to Ohio. What's come, great about the inn, though, and Randy, you know this is you literally park your car. Yes. Which we have 12 spots, folks, <laughs> which is a big deal in Chagrin Falls. That is. Um, you park your car. And you never have to get back in your car no. uh, until you leave. So you can have theater, shopping, dinners, drinks, um, fun, all in all in a walking yes. distance. And then you yeah. can go to Randy's house since he said you could walk there. <laughs> um, but it's like, how cool is that? You yeah. know, you don't have to get in your car. That's yes. so great. So uh, yeah, that that is a, a great. Well, I look forward to. Uh, hearing, seeing all of the fun stuff that you're going to do at the end uh, and what's around the corner. We are coming into the show here, bottom of the ninth. This is uh, where I get to ask our guests, what advice do you have for rookies in the game, meaning those starting out in business or who already have their business and are looking for some guidance? What kind of advice do you have? I would say... Um, don't be afraid to reinvent yourself, which leads to fake it till you make it, which is very famous quote from a zillion people, but it's so true. Listen, um, which is a hard one for me, but, you know, listen, uh, surround yourself with people that are smarter than you and then trust your gut. That's a huge one for me. I mean, and I know it's so simple and people are like, "Eh." literally your belly will tell you if what you're doing is right or wrong. It, It honestly will. And I am not in tune with myself. I don't yoga. I don't meditate. Believe me, if you listen to our podcast with Alex, he tried his hardest to get me to meditate. I'm very ADD. There is a lot self-diagnosed. There's a lot going on in my head at all times. But I, I think if you take two seconds about a decision in business or in life, and if it's gnawing at you, it's probably not the right decision. If right. it's if it's bothering if you if your, your body's going to tell you if it's the wrong one. So I think that, um, you know, there are analytics and 
and numbers and God bless you, Brett, but P&Ls and, and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, there is right and there is wrong. Right. And your body's going to tell you that. Mm. So those Good are advice. my, those are my, that's it. That's Good it. advice. Good advice. And don't be afraid. Like if, if you look at my, my journey, um, you know, from clowning, um, <laughs> you know, I went to Kent State for one year and I came home with my mm. B-A-B-Y. Everybody think about that. Take a minute. Mm-hmm. So I had a baby at nine twenty. Um, so you know I had to survive at that point. <clears throat> I didn't finish yeah. school, so you know I I had lengthy jobs. It's not like I went from one to the other to the right. other. No. Um, but you know I, I was never afraid to to take a chance sure. and reinvent myself. Yes. So. Well, you've done very well and well, how you. you've reinvented. And I love the invention that you continued to create. So I'm not very done good. yet. You're not done yet. Uh, well, listen, Molly, thank this you so much so for much being fun, on the Randy. show. Yeah. Did anybody ever tell you you should be on the radio? Yeah. I've, I, when you were saying about, you know, yes, I've had a number of times people said, you know, you've got great looks for radio. Yes. <laughs> yes. I uh, didn't say that. You have a great voice for radio. Radio. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. But thanks for being thanks on for the show. Thanks for having so me. Fun. This is awesome. Yes, I'm so glad we could finally make it come together. Yes. All right, folks, that's the ball game. Thanks for joining us today. And if you like our show, please tell your friends, subscribe and review. And as we like to say, we'll see you around the ballpark. Running the Bases with Small Businesses is brought to you by 38 Digital Market, a digital marketing agency committed to client growth with lead generation, higher conversions, and increased sales. Connect with us today at 38digitalmarket.com.